Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe Question Mark. I'm your, one of your hosts, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me is... It's Stitch. What's up, people? We are back once again. We are on the eve of the NBA playoffs starting. Hockey. Well, eve, Thursday. Well, tomorrow's yeah. Eve. Yeah. Eve's Eve. <laughs> um, we're about to get in, into it. Uh, but it's, it's good to be back. It oh, really is good to be back. Yes, a lot of it's every every time we record, we got a lot of sports stuff to go to go over. Sports is just a nonstop, continuous news cycle. We should probably for the NBA, NHL playoffs, meet do it a little bit more frequently, like every other week or yeah, or something good. like that, because there's going to be stories changing literally as we uh, in between casts quite a bit more. We should start off with something ugly. <laughs> ugly for you. Uh, yes. So I know Stitch is going to hate so Listen bad. He's been waiting now. He's been waiting on this. Believe me later He's on. He's waiting on this There's going to be a weekly time. segment about believe Stitch or, be- or apologize later. God damn it. <laughs> so this one time, this broken clock of a co-host of mine may have kind of, sort of, half-assed been right. Yeah. I remember another time was the LeBron Miami thing. What you was know, LeBron Miami? I, I, I screenshotted that when I said LeBron is leaving Miami, and you're like, he ain't leaving, and then you said you were right. And okay, like, right, this did happen. This did happen twice. The broke clock was right twice. The loss. It sounds ugly coming out of my mouth. The formerly Oakland Raiders. Hold y'all. My team uh, since 1990. Goddamn, has left the Bay Area. Officially, the ain't shit ass NFL owners voted, except for Miami. <laughs> God damn it! Except for the Miami uh, owner, I can't remember his name. Shout out to him. Oh, it's gonna bug me. Right. Yeah, he's a I, Michigan guy. Too. I will look him up. But everybody else in the entire league said no. <laughs> bye bye. We're, we're going to it wasn't Vegas. Even close. It was thirty to thirty one to one. Thirty one to one. Jesus Christ! I'm trying to think of other votes where that been that lopsided. No, nothing's been that. They, <laughs> In the Ray Rice stuff, I don't know. You don't got one friend. We don't. <laughs> everybody else, everybody else in the league said bye. Oh, um, voters in Las Vegas uh, approved the highest amount of taxpayer money in the history of professional sports. Uh, Seven hundred fifty million. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be the most expensive stadium in the history of North American sports. I don't know. They may have something in Europe. Uh, but this actually, at least in terms of predicted costs, there may be some okay. delays with building or something like that that even make it go out even a little bit further. But as forecast, it looks to be the most expensive okay. stadium. Also, I do, from what I remember saying, it was the largest publicly funded. So yeah. obviously, from an owner standpoint, where the owner doesn't have to come out of pocket and it's coming from the people... I mean, they want it. Where instead of the, obviously, Oakland's been asking for money for years in terms of. Uh, well, when you say the, Oakland, you're, you're talking about the Raiders organization the, the Raiders, or the city. The, well, the Raiders have been asking the Oakland, Alameda County, go. to put some money towards this. Uh, it's been voted down, shot down numerous times. Yep. In Vegas, they open up their their pocketbooks and wallets. So I mean, I've been saying this for the longest time. People didn't want to hear me. They didn't want to listen. They ain't moving. I was like, Vegas got the money. Even when the one, uh, the the one potential buyer sort of walked out uh, out of the room, the casino, they, guy. Yeah, the casino guy. I, I said, I was like, it's Vegas. They, if you got one close to be billionaire, yep, 
that can't that they're not down with. There's another billionaire lined up. It's Vegas. You're not gonna. It's not that hard to find multimillionaires, billionaires in Vegas. I think the distinction was though, because obviously there are plenty of billionaires in California, yeah. including Northern California too. The distinction really was the public money. I think more than anything else, yeah. and I think. When we're talking about Alameda County, I'm a taxpayer here in Alameda County. I live here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they didn't want to do this again because it cost a pretty penny, and they're still paying. Yeah, you can see it on your uh, your taxes, your mm-hmm. housing taxes, uh, or real estate taxes, or whatever. Um, you're still paying for the the first move. Yeah. in '95 and the renovation that was terrible, or whatever, for the Coliseum. Um, so Oakland's been burnt before from a taxpayer-funded subsidy for a professional football team. Right. I don't have any issue with... I mean, it is what it is. It's a business. It they is. need money, especially in this uh, market where you have the majority of, of teams getting new fancy stadiums. I, I'm sort of starting to think of the oldest stadium now besides the Oakland one. It's it a good could, question. It I thought it was... Saints. Well, see... The other well, thing, Qualcomm, yeah, I was going to say Qualcomm, but that's no longer in, in right. the picture anymore right. either. But, yeah. The Saints have an old one. I think that one's like 76. And then another one that comes, I mean, Lambo's Lambo. They, they did renovate that. They, re- they renovated that. That's sort of historical in its own mindset. So that's well, not going really The other thing anywhere. that's unique about Lambo in terms of all professional sports is, remember, there are season ticket holders who own, own the team. Yeah, own stock or shares in the actual franchise. And then I guess Buffalo would be, I don't mm. know how old Orchard Park is. It's a good question. But, um, uh, all, pretty much every team is getting a new stadium, uh, fancy uh, concessions and all this crazy stuff, and then getting their bid, okay, if we build this new stadium, we're going to get a Super Bowl. I mean, and they sort of tor- torn down the barriers in, uh, in terms of not letting these cold weather environment uh, places get a Super Bowl. Minnesota's got one coming up. Yep. I mean, obviously, it's an indoor um, stadium, but... You, you build it, the NFL's rewarding you with, hey, you get a Super Bowl, get that marketing, get all this extra uh, money towards your to, toward, toward your franchise. There, there's no doubt about it, though. And I, I just want to be really clear on a few things, though. Um, there is no guarantee that in the first few years, a new stadium is going to be filled with consistent new fans. Of course and I, I just need to say that, too, because truth be told, and this is not a shade thing because I'm eating crow on this quite a bit, mm-hmm. but Santa Clara has sued the yeah. brand new Levi's Stadium for making promises that didn't get fulfilled right. in terms of revenue and ticket sales and a whole bunch of other things. Um, and that's just a local story. That's why we know more about it. Yeah. You can build it and they may not always come. It's not a field of dreams promise guarantee thing. That being said, more t- more often than not, you build it and people do come. Yeah. But but we're used to seeing same area building typically versus same general metro area building versus relocation. And in the past eighteen months for the NFL, we've seen three relocations. Yeah. Um, I think this is unique in a way in terms of it's an area that does not have a football team, has never had a football team, and yeah. has not that entire state has not had a uh, professional sports team at all until 
these the, Golden the NHL, Knights, the yeah. Golden Knights, which they announced their head coach today. So they're still in their brand new infancy yep. in terms of a professional um, franchise. The only thing I can really sort of compare it to is, I guess, Oklahoma City in terms of yep. them being able to get a, a, a in terms of a state or region. Um, even though you sort of consider uh, Vegas sort of West Coast ish, it's really not on the west coast but it's sort of in that general being in the west per se i've always said this about las vegas and this is no shade to las vegas at all i think it's an extension of southern california yeah um culturally you're going to have a lot of expats of southern california and i mean the greater la area greater san diego orange county area Mm -hmm. that for whatever reason because of opportunities or you know want to get out of southern california it's too expensive whatever They'll move a little bit, three hours away, four hours away, and go to Vegas. Yeah. It's kind of like how, for the Bay Area, a lot of people will move over to Sacramento. Um, it does happen, um, but it is a new environment. The other thing I want to point out, and I've mentioned this a couple times on the cast, for the Sacramento Kings, they got voted down for building a new arena in Arco, uh, or in downtown, uh-huh. multiple times. I mean, over the last 12, uh, 15 years, I want to say at least three or four times. Okay, So... It is possible, but you do have to be creative with your finances. I've heard a lot of things incorrectly stated about it's impossible to build in California, which just isn't true. Uh, You know, the Giants, uh, San Francisco Giants have a relatively new built in this century uh, stadium. Obviously, you got Levi, you got the Sacramento Kings. um, And then in L.A., are the Rams and now L.A. Chargers going to have a joint or separate Supposed to be separate from my understanding. One's going to be in Carson. Okay. And the other one is, uh, I can't think of the actual city off the top of my head, but they're supposed to. I mean, I know that this year they're sort of playing it, I did it calling it like a high school stadium. Basically. Yeah, but it it's, holds like 18,000 yeah, people or some something. Yeah, ridiculously small thing while they, I guess, get this uh, new thing built for, for San Diego. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it's sort of interesting. It's going to be. I'm really interested to see how that. How it takes up that uh, having a professional team. Um, most people, Vegas is more of a travel destination, more so than uh, just yeah. I'm rooted. I'm I'm born and raised here. Um, so it'll be interesting to see people kind of. All right, I'm gonna go watch the fight on Saturday, or go watch the UFC thing, or bo- boxing, or whatever's going on. Yep. Catch a catch a show, and then I'll stay Sunday for the football game. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, and especially on like a Monday. Well, yeah, it's going to be very interesting because the other thing is typically for a – there's a different atmosphere between a a UFC fight or a big boxing match, you know, Pacquiao or Mayweather or whatever on a Saturday night yeah. versus Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock, you know, it's still 98 degrees in, in Vegas in November yeah. and you're playing a football game. And that's an open – Air arena. It looks to be. It okay, I didn't know if it had be. a retractable roof. It sort of reminded me of the old Dallas Stadium, where yeah. based on the drawings, you could sort of see into it. It looks to be. Um, the other thing is the Las Vegas metro area has is, I think, the fortieth largest metro area in okay. the country. Not to say that it isn't a growing area. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is, but it's certainly not the. A large metropolitan market like the Bay Area, and it's it's ridiculously easier to sell out a prize fight or a UFC event 
where you're going into a casino or where I, I've not, I've never really actually been inside one of the, the MGM Grimm yeah. where they have, I guess, the fights or anything. Oh, yeah. But I assume that holds, what, 12,000 people, maybe? I'm I would think, assume it's less than a basketball arena. I'm thinking it's less than a basketball arena, but at the maximum, we're talking a basketball arena, which is eighteen to 20,000 yeah. at the very most. Yeah, right. Um, but this stadium looks to be yeah. somewhere in the you're, ballpark of 75,000 yeah, plus. Yeah, your football stadiums are going to be 60 to 60 plus. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just keep it at 65,000 plus. Um, I think the Raiders might have had one of the smallest Raiders in Chicago had one of the sort of smaller yeah. sized, um, fields and, and everything, mainly with the tarps there. And then Chicago has its like sort of like side where it's like a sort of museum kind of concrete thing going on. But, um. It's it's much easier to to look to have a jam packed fight than it is to sell out a seventy thousand stadium when they're playing the Jaguars. The other thing is, the novelty can wear off very quickly if you're not a good team. Yeah, I think that's well. We'll see. The move isn't going to happen for another year or two, which puts Oakland in an awkward situation. Everything's in flux with that because, and this is me. Speaking on behalf of millions of fans here, <laughs> okay. I think the majority, I could see two-thirds to 75% saying, fuck y'all. <laughs> not showing up to anything in Oakland. Uh, not supporting this team one bit. You know, I'm definitely in that camp. It's over for me. I don't <laughs> think you're going to see... A sellout in Oakland, no matter what, if if they are allowed to stay in the Coliseum, because regardless of what the NFL says, both the city, county, and the Coliseum authorities have been on record and very vocal. Mm -hmm. They want no part of it. Well, okay, I understand that whole aspect of things, but winning changes how people feel or whatever. If if the Raiders go into the to the playoffs at Thirteen and three, you're not. You're not. You're not going to watch any of those play. You're. I'm you're. Not watching you're any dead. Of I'm not you, watching any. You are of them. dead. At, you, you're dead as soon as it was announced. You're not yes. going to support them until they they pick up and move. They could win ten Super Bowls. They in a get row. to the Super Bowl this upcoming season. You're you not watching. You won't hear it a peep out of me. Not that you don't care about Beast Mode going there at all anymore. Beast Mode going there doesn't <laughs> matter to me at all. It, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. This uh, this this indies with the. I'm going to put one dangle of hope out there, and this is not going to happen, but I'll put it out there. <laughs> Unless those colors and that name, like the Cleveland Browns did when the Baltimore situation happened and they left. Okay. Unless those colors and those names remain with the city, and there is no Las Vegas Raiders, there's Las Vegas Purple Knights or whatever the fuck, <laughs> and it's still, even with them okay. having Carr and Mac or whatever, and the name Oakland Raiders stays here. That's my. That's the only so, chance, at least for me. Okay, so you want the Raiders, the name Raiders, stripped from them? Yeah, it's. And again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Okay, okay. I, I'm just I know that Mark Davis and the league aren't going to let that happen. But if that were to occur, St. Louis has sued as of today. I saw that. I saw to Rams. try to retain uh, the Rams colors and um, uh, their their name too. Um, that's 
quirky though. It is they quirky. Were the rant, they were L.A. first. They definitely were. There, there's no. I, I hear you. There's no doubt about it. Okay. But I can also see St. Louis got rickrolled. I don't. I, I don't. I've never heard of anything about St. Louis not supporting that team. St. Louis had trouble. St. Louis had a lot of trouble the last couple of years selling out that that dome, that Edward Jones dome. That that place was kind of whatever. Maybe it just wasn't it wasn't in my um, uh, I don't line know my feed or, or line of sight. Okay, um, but yeah, I was going to say so because it would be interesting to see, I guess, what they officially did with that because, like we've mentioned before, there have been teams like let's say when the Oilers left. That was a and better the, name, too. Yeah, the Oilers. That, that was a that, much better the name. The name was great. I mean, and they had, had history, history. History. And they moved to Tennessee. Yep. And I don't know the quirks behind it because, I mean, they moved, they moved. I didn't really pay attention to how that whole thing played out in terms of, like, the legality of it. Yeah. Um, but they became the Titans. Um, the Colors sort of changed ish. Oh, for the Texans, yeah. Because remember, it was a light blue for well, the Oilers. Light blue is Oilers, and for Tennessee, it's like a it's a blue, but it's it's like a it's a darker. blue. It's a light blue and a darker blue for yeah. the for the Titans or right. whatever. But yeah, the Oilers colors and logo it just doesn't exist. Right, and then essentially when they became the te- when the Texans became the Texans, that was their own separate little whatever. Yep. So that you know, that was sort of interesting. So just to put it out there, your Done with it unless they get to keep the Raiders, get to keep whatever. If you get the naming rights and those colors, that's me. See, I think the fan base, if Oakland is winning, they're just going to say, fuck the management. I'm all about these players. It's not the players' fault. It's not Carr's fault. It's not Mac's fault that this douchebag owner, as, as Raider fans put it, uh, decide to leave. I'm gonna support these guys because they're doing it for the Bay. They're doing it for Oakland. They're gonna I, do it, and and we're gonna get a Super Bowl before this dumb owner rolls out with us. And I hope they never win in Vegas, but I want them to win here. I think that's gonna be the mentality if they come out starting the season on fire. Let me say this, and I hear you. That on paper sounds great. <laughs> it really does. It's just that it's not Raiders fans. It's it's football fans, but not Raiders fans. Okay. We're a. I don't know how to. Describe. Have you ever been to a game? I haven't been to a Raider game. Okay. First and foremost, there's a lot of people with with a billion thoughts on this who have never <laughs> been to a game. But but let me tell you this: we're an extremely loyal bunch. There's no doubt about it. We've mm-hmm. been through some of the worst years, uh, and have I feel like, and I've mentioned it plenty of times on this cast uh, previously last year, a bright future, a good, a young nucleus and core. Um. Kind of like how with Seattle after they got Durant his rookie season, it it feels like that. I mean, it feels like they have the the keys to success, but the pettiness of the fan base is extreme. Not so much like, I I don't know how to really describe it. It's pettiness against, obviously, Kansas City, Denver, and formerly San Diego, but it's also just us against the NFL. Middle fingers up. Okay. Fuck the world. Because so you would have if someone gifted you tickets to go to the last Oakland Raiders game, you would not go. No, that's like history though. Not doing it. Not doing it. Just out of whatever spite. If if you didn't have to pay for it or whatever, someone just said, "Yo, I got tickets. Let's just go." 
see the last game. You would not do that. No. I would do that if it was the Niners. Wait, do I get to bring a gun in and, break, and kill uh, Mark <laughs> you Davis? You cannot bring oh, a okay. firearm into the stadium. Oh, well, you know. No, I mean, and here's the thing. Mark Davis is doing what he feels is right. Al Davis took the Raiders away from Oakland once, you know, uh, and then brought him back. But I you want... As a, you as an owner, you wouldn't have done the same thing? You would have just... Oh, no. What I would have tried to work on is, if not in the city of Oakland proper, somewhere in the East Bay. I would have tried to work work it out somewhere here. Oh. Mm-hmm. But the other thing oh, is... The A's have been trying to do that. They haven't been able to... They've been half-assing it. I mean, the, the other thing about the A's... Um, well, we'll get into the A's. Yeah. But you do have... To, this is something I've mentioned on here. You do have to have enough money to play ball as yeah. an owner. And you said he's not one of the richer... He's literally the poorest <laughs> or tied for the poorest owner in pro football. I know. Um, he was able to schmooze and, and, and do his thing with the other owners. That's why 31 of them voted for this. I get you on that. But he doesn't have any money outside of football. Whereas almost all of the other owners... Have their money from uh, stocks, real estate, bonds, old money from back in slavery. Whatever the fuck it is, they, they have money. Uh, the Miami one is Jeffrey Ross. I did pop to my head. There you go. But they don't, he, he doesn't have the money right. to operate it. What's sad about... I hate to flip, switch gears on you, but with the A's, when I was watching as a kid, they had one of the highest payrolls in... Thanks for staying with us. Sorry about that. Um, hopefully you got all of that Raiders talk, yeah. uh, Raiders Vegas talk. I think it hopefully recorded. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, those that don't know, uh, the memory card was a little bit full. We uh, forgot to delete some of our old stuff, so the memory card was full. It stopped recording. So we don't know where exactly it was that it left off or into the conversation, but we're transitioning. And if, uh, if we have to, if we lost a good chunk of it, we can just maybe record like a little separate segment on a different day about uh, how we feel about Raiders, Raiders Vegas and everything. NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs. As 82 games are done. Now it's uh, down to the, to the 16. Absolutely. It starts on Saturday, the 15th, day before Easter. Uh, we got one through eight in the East and West. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's, let's start with the, uh, the, the D-League East. Oh, I like it. Um, so in the East, as I mentioned, all fucking year long... Oh, Okay. They, they they barely got in, but they ain't shit-ass Pacers or the sacrificial lime, l- seven lamb. Seven. They are the seventh. They're not playing top top seed Cleveland. <laughs> They're not playing top... You're right. You have to mention that. Mm-hmm. Cleveland lost it to Boston. That makes no fucking difference for LeBron. He has been a two seed and a one seed yeah. and still made it to the finals. Do you think Indiana's going to get a game out of this or no? Um, I think Cleveland's... Embarrassed about losing the the one seed because it looked like it was theirs all season long. Uh, I would disagree with that because it's really like they they didn't care. They, uh. I mean, it's one thing to say they didn't care, but they just stopped trying. Like they 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 could have this past week. Instead, I mean, they took off against Miami. They could have beat Miami. They took off uh, last night when it wasn't officially locked up. But they stopped caring at an interesting time to me. I agree with you on okay. this week. The prior couple of weeks when they've been on this skid, they played. LeBron was playing 38, 40 minutes a game for some of those contests earlier this month. 
I don't think that they were not caring when that lead over Boston was shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. I think I think they just tried to uh, do some damage control. Yeah. Instead of getting ripped on publicly about what's going on, what's going on, that they just went and been, gave off this old perception that they don't care, they're fine with it. But I don't see why they wouldn't care. I mean, obviously the East is whatever, but I, I think making an easier path for you to get to the finals is is ideal. Um, I still think Washington is dangerous uh, in a certain way. I'm, Atlanta doesn't really do anything for me. Well, but but let's stay with uh, Cleveland, Indiana for one quick yeah. checkout. I say four one. What do you say? I guess I could get two. Two. I think Indiana might be able to get two. Wow. Um, just because Cleveland just look, just doesn't seem right. Do you think they have the firepower to win two games? I don't think I. I just, okay. I think that them being the two seed, I almost I think some of these teams might have that perception that blood's in the water, and maybe they can knock them off. I don't anticipate it, but I think maybe these teams feel like all right, this is our chance now to to knock the champs while they're on the ropes and yep. they've been they've been reeling and everything. So maybe these teams come out fired up. I think Indiana has to get the first one. I think if they come out in the first one, they get blown out, then. All right, they flipped the switch. Cleveland's back to doing what they do during postseason time. Just as a reminder, um, for the first round playoff series, they're all two two one 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 series, meaning that it starts with two home games uh, for the higher seed, mm-hmm. then goes to two road games, uh, and then alternating back for the final three games. I see this as uh, Cleveland wins the first two at home, takes care of business. Mm-hmm. They blow either Game 3 or Game 4 in Indiana, bring it back home to Cleveland and, and take care of business and win. You see it as a six-game series, meaning that Cleveland takes care of business uh, really at Indiana for that final game. they got to get them first shot. Cleveland has to, I mean, Indiana has to get them that first game. I okay. think that's going to be the uh, set the tone for the series. They have to get them that first game. All right. If not, then they're just going to, I think Indiana's just going to roll over and die. I think the next one is a, staying with the East, I think the next one is a trap kind of series in a lot of ways, and it's going to be interesting. I could see this literally going six or seven. I got Toronto Raptors and Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's young, super inexperienced. Yeah. They got the Greek freak, um, and emotionally, if it gets out of control, even in game one, then it could also be a sweep. And I know I just said it could go to six or seven, yeah. but it depends on how Milwaukee responds in that first couple of games. I think Milwaukee will get one, but I think Toronto's going to handle business with Lowry and DeRozan. I think they uh, they got their legs underneath them. I think they're all tuned up for for the playoffs. I mean, not to obviously they don't really do too much in the playoffs in terms of them getting a. To the finals or anything, but they went to the conference finals Tor- last year. Yeah, but it's they're just there out of formality. Damn, but, no love for Toronto. <laughs> but they do have the experience of being in the playoffs, so I think that that will show at least in this early round against Milwaukee. I like the fact that Milwaukee is young. I think they have a bright future ahead of them, um, and uh, we will see. This will be some good playoff experience for them. Uh, moving on. Um, Ooh, a 4-5. Now, the 4-5 seed games are yeah. interesting. This is Washington Wizards, which I still hate that fucking name. It should yeah. be the goddamn Bullets. Yeah. Uh, and the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, wow, this... I don't know about this one. This is going to be an interesting one. This, to me, is the most entertaining to watch of the Eastern series in terms of uh, these two teams battling. Atlanta, 
seems to when they're on when they have their heads into it, they seem to be able to focus and play good basketball together. Um, Dwight Howard is Dwight Howard. Uh, I know you don't like him from the, your Laker hating days, but he had a solid season this year. He yeah, wasn't no, he, he, did. he wasn't a, a superstar like he was in Orlando, but he kept his head on his shoulders. Yeah, when he has his head in the game, he he can play. But it's just when he's mentally checked out, he's just taking up space. Same thing when he was with Houston last year. He just was just checked out. And just yeah. didn't really care. So um, and then Atlanta's always played Cleveland tough. They do advance. Um, Atlanta's been there. They they know that the routine. Um, the Wizards are really interesting. Um, for a while, they were really hot, and they the sort last of, two months of the yeah, season they sort of cooled off slightly in terms of like they because they were up there trying to battle for that number two uh, seed and, and try to maybe if things rolled right for them get challenge Cleveland for the number one. Um, it all depends on John Wall for me. If John Wall is giving you twenty five with nine or ten assists every single game of this series. The, the Wizards could finish them off in five games. Um, otherwise, if he's playing poorly with high turnovers and erratic behavior and low field goal percentage, Atlanta could take this. Yeah, it 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 really is a toss up. That could go either way. I could, I could see that going to six or seven. Yeah. Uh, and so, did we cover all of the East? I and think then, so. And obviously, the one eight Celtics. Um, yeah. Was it because he, he did make it in? Who, oh, the Bulls. I, yeah. I think Celtics are going to sweep that. Y- yeah, they should. They, Celtics don't have a lot of playoff experience either. But Isaiah Thomas is a stud. So yeah. let's see. You want to go over to the wonderful West? Yeah, Wild West. Uh, the one eight seed. Uh, yeah, one versus eight. This is the Dubs versus uh, Trailblazers. Uh, Lillard says Blazers are six. He, Lillard is supposed to shy. say that. He's not shy about. Uh, Lillard could get, and I, I do not mean this um, as hyperbole, Lillard could go for 40 a game, yeah. and the dubs will live with that, which sounds counterintuitive and, and crazy, mm-hmm. but he even with eight or nine assists, he could do that. They're fine with that. I still don't see them having a defensive answer for the four all-stars yeah. on the, the Warriors, so um, I would like to see the Warriors play with focus and get it done in four, but I could still see Portland getting one. Yeah, I think I think they'll be able to do it in four. Okay. I think they realize the importance of uh, harmonizing and playing together, especially with Durant coming back, even though he was able to play a couple games uh, the last week of the season. Um, it's important to just get him into the flow of things, uh, more practice time with him out on the floor, get him, I mean... His cardio seems to be all right with, with the minutes he was putting in during the last couple of games. But, uh, I mean, obviously, they were a well-oiled machine when, when the, he was out there playing at full strength. Uh, they, they sort of stumbled when he was gone. Came back, things seemed to be going smooth. Uh, I mean, they finished the season winning 14 out of 15. The yep. one that they lost was just a formality because they, they pulled their starters against the Jazz. Jazz always sort of plays them tough. Jazz had a lot to play for. So, I, I think the Warriors won't have a problem. Yep. Two versus seven. Even though this used to be a real feud or whatever, San Antonio Spurs versus uh, Memphis Grizzlies, I see San Antonio taking this in five. Uh, it's it's weird for me because San Antonio has really disappointed the yeah. last. If we're going to just be blunt and honest about it, they've underachieved the last couple of playoffs. They were supposed to get to the finals. It's we've been waiting two years for Warriors Spurs Western Conference Finals. True, and one of those teams hasn't lived up to it. 
True. Uh, embarrassingly, they lost to uh, was it Clippers. Clippers, and then the other year was it the Rock? No, it wasn't Rockets. It was uh, OKC beat them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, OKC. I think they shouldn't have a problem with this matchup, even though Memphis is a really physical team. Um, I expect a lot of hard nosed defensive, low scoring games with these two, and um, I guess it, San Antonio on five. Injury report, I just saw today um, that Tony Allen for the Grizz, okay. who is their best defender by head and shoulders, right. uh, is injured. Oh. And so he may not be in game one or two. Okay. Uh, don't know about beyond that because, you know, it's playoff time. Who knows? Might have that magic yeah. injection of steroids. <laughs> yeah. and But uh, if you don't have him out there making Leonard work, Leonard will go for 30 with 10 rebounds and three or four assists yeah. and just destroy you. Uh, plus play great defense. And this is going on to the most marquee matchup in all of oh, the yeah, playoffs. The three seed versus the six seed out west. The Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Houston Rockets. It's going to be exciting um, because one of them is going to be playing. I mean, they're both going to be playing with chips on their shoulder. Oh, um, yeah. Westbrook's got an attitude. Uh, he's going to show everyone why he's MVP. I, I think he's going to get MVP. Um, and Harden, obviously, he, Harden's been doing a lot of campaigning because he really wants MVP. Yes, he's been wanting to get it since last year. They both want it. Yeah. Um, I, I think Harden has more to prove. Um, I mean, obviously, they've had a better record. Uh, he's been chirping about how his team's been winning yep. because of what they've been doing. Houston, overall, is a better team. True. Um so Houston should take care of business. However, the will of Russ is going to be interesting because we all know Harden can't play defense. So it's not like Harden can shut. That's traditionally the case. I agree with you as a whole. And I'm not saying he's become all-team defense this year. Um, but I've seen more focus defensively for at least reaching in there and making an effort, trying to get some steals from Harden, um, and being more court, having more court awareness on the other side of the ball than he, I've seen in any, any time in uh, previous years. But what I want to say, there's been a whole... And it sounds like uh, Harden is not your MVP. It is truly Westbrook. If I had a vote, I'd give it to Kawhi. But that's besides the point. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, you can go with that, but... For me, and I've been talking to so many people, especially Big Game James, about this a lot. Westbrook gets nothing but hate um, from true basketball intellectual haters um, routinely. They have discredited his triple-double. They've said all kinds of stuff about how it's fake rebounds and he's stealing rebounds from his team and the stats aren't real and field goal percent is this and all this other stuff. I think the problem has to do not with his skill set, but with his position. I th- and, and let me just break this down a little bit. For Westbrook, we're not used to seeing this type of point guard in NBA history. He's the most athletic person on his team by a factor of 10. <laughs> okay. He is definitely the most aggressive fastest um, million miles an hour player that we've seen at that position ever. 
and I'm going way back when it comes to point guard. Okay. We're used to our point guards being coaches on the floor or on the on the court. Yeah, floor generals. Floor generals. We're used to them being it for a lack of a better phrase, all about the team per se. And Westbrook has more of a mentality of Mamba, of Jordan, of a traditional eighties, nineties, early two thousands shooting guard. And his play style fits with a shooting guard. He just happens to be an undersized shooting guard that can play the point and can give you assists. But because he doesn't fit traditionally in that in that point guard role, I think he gets unnecessary shade at times based on his position and not his skill set. Well, I hear you on that. And it's the only sort of, I don't even want to call it a counter, is essentially Harden did the same thing. True. Uh, Harden was the shooting guard, and he transitioned into the point guard. And, I mean, they lost Dwight Howard, who, regardless of if he's uh, all checked into the game or not, he's he's an all-star, top-tier player, one yes. of the best centers in the league. True. Um, Harden's changed his game completely. He leads the league in assists. Yep. Uh, he still turns over the ball at a high rate, but in terms of what he was doing, in terms of he, he was just unwatchable for me. Yeah, um, he still aggravates me the way he just sort of goes and, and just throws his arms up and try and tries to get get to the line. He's the best at that in NBA history. It's, fuck, it's ridiculous. It's it's cheap. I can't call it dirty, but it's just fucking it's bullshit. You you would punch the guy at your YMCA for doing that every time. Agreed, but I will say. You got to watch the film. If you know that he's able to draw fouls by the position of your body and shooting into you, you got to be aware as a defender and counter that and move and, and move your feet, move your hands in a more effective way because he's looking for any weakness and it's very uh, routine for him to shoot into your arm, to shoot into your body, to shoot into you and get that call. He's able to do it. And he gets the call because he gets the contact, too. It, it, does it seem cheap? Absolutely. But I agree with your larger point. He did switch positions, and he did it quite effectively. And the team is winning. Yeah, and I, and I hear you on that. They went from the, being the eighth seed last year to now they're the uh, third. Third seed. Yeah. The other thing I'm going to say, too, you may not like this. Dan Tony is the head coach. The league wrote this man off as if he was the worst possible coach in the league and was not fit for basketball. He's the third seed in the West right now. Based, and I know it was a different situation in L.A., different talent, different, different pressures. I get all that. I think there's something to it in terms of him being at least a decent coach. He isn't absolute trash like we made him out to be. He is taking it. His system works well with that team. Fair um, enough. He's just notoriously just they don't care about defense. Didn't care about Phoenix. Didn't really care about LA. They just want to run or with New York, just run up the court. We want to shoot, do whatever. Two passes, do go to the hoop, do whatever. Um, so it seems like that offense is working with this group of, of players that they have. Yep, it's been successful this year. I'm not really a big fan of it, um, but I mean, like I said, Harden's, Harden's winning, and his team has improved. With the loss of Dwight Howard, and they're all playing better. Uh, I still think his his way of play is is bullshit, just trash. 
I equate it to a batter leaning into the fucking pitch or whatever just to get on base every fucking single time. But if you know that, you should be able to try to counter it effectively. Someone's got to be able to stop that. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it, it's just, it's, it's horrible basketball to watch. You wouldn't teach your kids to play this basketball. It's, He's crafty, man. It's, it's horrible basketball. It's trash basketball. Oh, damn. It's not even fun to watch. There's no damn. fundamental shit. Well, just, just shoot into his body and pray that the ref gets. And then, then he complains when, what happened? Why didn't I get the call? Like, because you did it the first, the other 14 times you walked up the court. I don't like the complaining players. I'm with you on that. But I will say with this, with Harden and Westbrook, they're one and two in this uh, statistic. Um, for total, I think it's the efficiency, offensive efficiency number or whatever, where it's a combination of how many points you score and points uh, lead you you generate for your team through assists or whatever. They're both off the charts yeah. in that. I mean, yeah. with scoring and assists. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes we also forget Westbrook's shooting percentages. Some of, some of these triple double nights in terms of like, oh yeah, you got another triple double, and and I look and I'm like, but they lost to Phoenix. And he had twelve turnovers. I and that he shot, does he shot four for sixteen. Sometimes that happens. However, his winning percentage when his team gets triple doubles is somewhere in the seventy percent or something. It's it's fairly high. Um, they they're a tall team, you know, OKC or whatever. They're not complete complete trash. But let's not forget they they lost an MVP caliber, not Dwight Howard level, not All Star level MVP caliber talent. Um, and because of Westbrook, I'm not going to speculate <laughs> on that. But and for the haters of uh, Westbrook, when it comes to rebounds, he grabbed over seven rebounds again the last two years with Durant, a six eleven MVP candidate on the team, and plenty of height on the team as well. So the fact that he's grabbing two or three more rebounds sh- yeah. shouldn't be any kind of. Shade or ammunition or whatever. He can crash the boards. I have no issue with that. It's part of his game. He's able to jump and leap and get the ball. Yeah. I don't have an issue with that. He's yeah. not Isaiah Thomas just standing flat footed hoping that the ball trickles out to him or whatever. Yeah. So, so, uh, Big Game James had some kind of new statistic, brand new statistic <laughs> about, well, some, most of these are uncontested. He leads the league in uncontested rebounds where nobody is around. Someone has to grab the goddamn ball on the team. <laughs> Someone has to get it. It's him because he's the leader of the goddamn team. Yeah. You know, nobody else is going to tell him, hey, move out the way. I got this. ISO. You're not going to get that from anybody else on that squad. You know? Mm. Uh, anyway, so that's the most exciting matchup, I think, <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going I'm to be watching every single game of that, even if Houston goes up 3 nothing. I'm still watching it because yeah. it's must-see TV. That's going to be fun basketball to watch. Uh, I don't actually... No, I'm going to give the edge to Houston and say they'll take care of business in six. But look out for at least one 50-point night by Russ. Oh, yeah. I, I think six is a good number. Okay. Uh, damn it. The other one... Sorry, I want to go through all these. And, uh... Ooh, Utah and the Clips. Yeah. That's a 4-5 seed. Yeah. They basically had the identical records. The Clippers have the four. Okay. So, you now, okay, quick fun fact about Utah. Mm-hmm. Only 13 of their games out of the 82-game season actually played with the confirmed starting five. They had nothing okay. but injuries this year. I know most people did not watch the Utah Jazz, including me, very often right. this year. But they're young, they're hungry, they play defense, and they have not been on the floor together very much this whole season. Yeah. We don't know what to fucking expect from yeah. this team. And uh, I think... There's a lot of pressure on the Clippers. 
I think you got to break up that shit if uh, they don't succeed. They if they don't get to a finals, you got you got to switch around the parts. I agree with switching around the parts, not breaking up the team per se. And what I mean by that is this: you're still a 50 win team in the West. You still got the fourth seed. Don't get worse. Because, oh, five years from now, three years from now, two years from now, we may get a great draft pick and we can develop. Don't dip down too low. Get something for your talent. What I mean breaking up the team is the core is gone in terms of Blake's got to go. Doc has to go. Maybe Doc. One one of those people have to go. You can't just take another first round, second round loss and be like, all right, we're rolling out. Chris Paul, DeAndre, and Blake again for you guys with Doc and his son. No, yeah, that that's got to be done and over with. They need to try something new. You got to get something for Blake. Obviously, they're not meshing together. I mean, you're getting only but so far. You're not able to push past that extra extra step. You you got to switch around the parts. See if you can get a free agent or, or do something. It has to be frustrating for Chris Paul. I mean, this is a very very good point guard. Um, Maybe, well, you're, you're maybe, point guard. maybe even a great point. Yeah, I would say arguably a few more years, probably a Hall of Famer. He's never gotten to the Western Conference Finals. No. Um, this year may be different. I hope I'm wrong. But first and foremost, they got to take care of business. If they do not take care of business in the first and second round, you got to ship one of them. I agree. But I just want something for that. I don't want him to just go. I don't think you can ship Chris Paul or DeAndre because what you would get in return would be such a diminished... I mean, you're not gonna. There's not many point guards on that level that you can just that are just on the market. No, uh, you're not gonna find that many big men like him True. really on the market. You don't. I mean, Dwight. No one wants Dwight. Dwight's damaged, trash goods or whatever at this point. In terms someone. of in terms of his perception, him coming back to that city of Los Angeles. No, it's not happening. Yeah, and him not being the the so called star. Yeah, or whatever the main attraction. So, it, by default, it's got to be Blake. Blake's. Still relatively younger than than uh, than Chris Paul. Uh, I don't think he's as young as DeAndre. No, uh, but you can get at least something for him. Hopefully, even a draft pick or we'll do something with. Can it. we be very honest with Blake Griffin? This man is lazy. <laughs> big man lazy. He's big man lazy because he depended on his athleticism all of his life. Mm-hmm. Which there's nothing wrong with. I mean, obviously Charles Barkley did it, uh, Dominic Wilkins, even Jordan to a certain extent. It's when your athleticism starts to slowly dwindle. We even saw that we saw this with Kobe and whatnot. And you develop your skills a little bit more. I'm not. He he can shoot from a streaky standpoint that 17 footer when he wants to, but it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. It's not that Carl Malone awesomeness, you know. Right. His pick and roll stuff isn't epic. I, I just like to see more half court skills from him because on paper he should have them by now. This will be the series that uh, uh, makes or breaks him. Who are we, who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Utah just because I want to see Ooh. chaos. I want to see some chaos. Ooh. I will. I will go with Utah as well in seven. Yeah, full seven games. Back and forth fest, and I think that's it, yeah. right? Those are the your NBA matchups. Jesus Christ, I can't wait. Three ga- It starts this Saturday, Sunday. We're going to get a quadruple header. Yeah. Don't miss games yeah. in the playoffs. First round's always fun because it's just you get like three a day. Yes. Yeah, so Love fun. It. Um, so we got our MVP candidates. You are going with Leonard on paper. Uh, if I could vote, I, I would vote Leonard 
Um, if I wanted to think out the, yeah, I would, I would go with Kawhi. I'm just gonna say it again. Russell Westbrook has done what Jordan, Magic, Bird, Kobe, Wilt, goddamn motherfucking Chamberlain could not do, which is average a triple double in an 82 game season. I respect that. I'm, I'm going with Russ. All for that six seed. There is, <laughs> there is nowhere near enough talent on that team, with the exception of him. But I hear you. They should. It would have been wonderful if they won a fifty game season. Had a fifty game win season. I think if if they finished it with the four, at least had home home advantage. Then yeah, I think you can't really deny it. What if they win this series, this first round series? If they shock the world, are you changing? Are you changing if they if they beat Houston? If they shock the, the world, what Houston though is, are we? Houston's a sort of side, kind of in the same boat because it's this fool's gold that we're seeing. Playoff. I mean, we saw all this this cool stuff during the regular season. Playoff basketball is a completely different animal. I hear you. I'm the just game saying goes a lot slower. Each possession is a lot more important. I need you to take a stand. If Russell Westbrook is able to get his Oklahoma City Thunder to win a playoff series against the Houston Rockets, a three seed in the West, you change your mind on him being MVP? Yay or nay? I don't. How would that put him above Kawhi though? Oh, so okay, so it doesn't or does? No, I mean, it still Kawhi, doesn't. Kawhi's still my top guy. I, All right, I would move him up a little bit. I, <laughs> I Why have, is he going? I have Harden as my number two, and I have Westbrook as my three. But if you move him head to head, then I would move Westbrook into two. Damn, still and then, can't. Then get Harden it. would have to go down to four. Still can't get it. All right, let's move on. Um, I'm going to go back to football briefly because they had we had some big fucking news. Romo. Oh uh, yes, gone in the booth. Tony Romo, um, let's be very honest with him about this. Injuries led to this decision. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be a young man's game. It is very rare to see someone like Tom Brady playing effectively in their late 30s, early 40s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Romo has been very injury prone these last four or five years. Yeah. So I don't blame him, but he also is not someone who's as hungry about his legacy as someone like Tom Brady or even um, uh, in Denver, Peyton was. Yeah. It's interesting with Romo's situation. It's a really unique one um, in terms of him being injured and stuff. Um, In many ways, Peyton Manning was injured not to put them on the same level when the injury happened. Peyton was obviously a lot more accomplished and was a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yep. Um, but sort of in lost, Indiana, yeah, yeah, right. Indianapolis. But lost the job. He lost the job. There, arguably, he had options to go to a Houston, maybe, or go to a Denver, maybe. Sort of whispering talk. We don't know what the money amount would have been. What Probably it costed. Less. Yeah, because technically, the Cowboys haven't released him yet. True. They were sort of trying to see. All right, who wants to come get him? Nobody paid the ransom and. I, if if it was really Romo's decision to just be like, okay, I'm done with it. I'm not going to go play in Cleveland. I'm not going to go play in one of these, these situations where I'm going to go play for a loser yep. just to play. I have no issue with him walking away from a game like that. I, I'd much rather him walk out on his own terms in, uh, with his health. In with, I mean, in terms of the general scope of things with yeah. him not going out on a stretcher and being like, that's the last we'll see of him having some Michael Irvin type thing where he's laying on the turf and we, that's the last we'll ever see of uh, Tony Romo. He's able to walk out sort of on his own. It sucked that it 
happened in this way where um, sort of kind of lost the job because of an injury and never got a chance to redeem himself or get it back. Um, That's football. Yeah, it, it's, it is football. Um, I thought it was really cool what Dallas did and let him uh, sit on the sideline. Oh, yeah. I think they should have let him play, but I'm in the very minority. Yeah, but. Look, listen, it's, it's hard because Dak is, uh, is a starting QB, and he played very well most of that season. You know, Even in the final game, the, yeah. the playoff game that they lost, he is the future there. We will see what happens. Um, but I tip my hat. He had a good career with the exception of he'll always have to live with his uh, futility in the playoffs. He'll just have to live with that and own it and eat it. It, it is what it is. It, if he had played for another franchise um, where there wasn't the bright lights, we would never really be talking about it. If he played for Atlanta or Tampa Bay or Carolina, same career, same stats, all that good stuff, wasn't playing for America's team, quote-unquote, uh, it wouldn't be seen like I still, this. I still think he handled it pretty well. He did. Everything. He never really brought any crazy controversy no. with him. Um, there was never any sort of feuding with, with any head coaches that we ever heard with him. No. Uh, never. He never really got in trouble with any of the law. And arguably, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is probably the most glamorous position maybe in all of sports. In arguably. terms of... Uh, pers- uh, I don't Prestige. For lack of a word, prestige, yeah. even though we aren't Cowboy fans. But in terms of like having that, that spotlight on you, essentially, I mean, it's the most valuable sports team. You're the top position in the most extravagant facility with the craziest, most extravagant football owner. It's bright lights. He handled, he handled it very well. And since Aikman, they didn't have anybody remotely handle it well. Well, let's also remember he was undrafted. Yeah. You know, um, he wasn't supposed, he wasn't this peregrine, uh, you know, college superstar right. that was the number one pick and was groomed to be the, the it guy. He worked his tail off and got there. Yeah. Um, and he did okay. He did very well regular season. Let me not discredit that. Came up short in some postseason, got some injuries and whatnot, but Tip my hat to him. Good luck in the uh, the box office or whatever or yeah. reporting. We'll see how it goes for him. Yeah. He can't be any worse than what's that? Chris Carl? Uh, Chris? Uh, what's that other guy? Collinsworth. Collinsworth. That's I it. I don't want Collinsworth sometimes. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, let, let's. Uh, we got a few. Just a few more. Um, Dirty Stew. We appreciate you. You're our uh, brother from another mother out there in Scotland. You educated me because I am ignorant I as hell. Catch up on it. I, I miss those tweets. Like, oh, he, he educated me in like eight or nine tweets about the fact that uh, they have a championship league somewhere in the continent of Europe um, for soccer. Oh, this is our funny thing about how you're going to run the franchise. Yeah, um, and, and I like the whole idea of the championship <laughs> league. My problem is that perhaps it isn't elevated enough. That That's it. And... I'm glad that he had no, no. I'm saying <laughs> even over there, maybe it's not elevated enough and and viewed worldwide as the It League and everything else inferior. That that's that would be ideal. I can't comment on that because I don't know anything about the what is more prestigious or premier. I just know they go fucking hard. 
They're blowing up fucking buses and shit out there. The fan, the, nobody is ever disputing the fact that the fans are lunatics. They're they're crazy, rabid animals when it comes to this sport. We I live, get you. We live in a bubble of of not caring about soccer for some reason. Well, we pretend every four years, which gets on my nerves. Exactly, but go I ahead. I agree with that. But and especially when I'm seeing this whole thing get, with this. Match gets canceled because of a fucking explosion by oh, at the yeah. team. But can you fathom what kind of news cycle that would be on if it was a fucking bomb blew up outside the the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. team bus? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Going to a fucking game. I hear you. That that would that would be on nonstop news cycle. It would be fucking investigated by the fucking FBI. We would treat it like a fucking terrorist attack. It would be the most banana fucking thing ever. We're just like, oh, whatever. It's just like a, a little blip. Yeah. And meanwhile, back on, on the golf course or whatever, it, it blows my mind. Fan bases, I get it. I'm not going to go out. Of, you will stand on that plank by yourself. All I'm trying to say is out there. because I grew up in this country, um, I'm always going to think of things when it comes to professional sports in tears <laughs> with, you know, one, for lack of a better phrase, premier league. And a bunch of farm leagues or minor leagues underneath that Premier League. I cannot handle, (laughs) nor comprehend, nor accept the fact that there are multiple Premier Leagues. One league has got to be the (laughs) ultimate or the best fucking league. And the rest have got to be, by default, although you can have competitive games and blah, 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 and still have professionals inferior to the top league. And if that's not the way it is, you 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 just have a crazy system. You do. I'm I'm sorry. You you do and you will have it you have a system that Americans at least will not get on board with. There's no way in the fuck that Americans are going to say, "Oh, I'm watching the Latin or the Mexican awesome Premier League and the UK awesome Premier League but the German one is no there's no fucking way I don't know no way I don't know because this Premier League all I know about soccer is there's Messi Ronaldinho Ronaldo what was that name against this there's Ronaldinho Uh and then there's Ronaldo send that hate mail to at hey (laughs) and then there's fucking uh, Suarez and I know Messi plays for Argentina or whatever, because I've seen him during the World Cup. Argentina, I know your your lack of geography. Argentina is in South America, <laughs> and that is not anywhere near Europe. Yes. So if the best player in all of soccer is going to this league in a different continent, yes, it's got to be a pretty top tier. No, 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 no. If, if LeBron was going to China to play in the the Wing Fu, something league, about his ass. If <laughs> If he's going to China, like some NBA players have done, they played where they could and for that dough. One or the other. Messi ain't hurting. He, he ain't hurting for dough, but I, you can't tell me the competition is exactly the same as the top league. They're all going there. I know Suarez from... from well, then that's the top league and the other ones that ain't shit ass league. They just all flock to... One of these leagues ain't shit. <laughs> They all flock. One of them. They flock to different things. Okay. Soccer is a global game. Stu, listen to me now. (laughs) Hear my words. You pick, fam. Find (laughs) one league. I think it's that championship one you were talking about. That's the one. 
eliminate the other ones. Hire Deathstroke. Take out the leader of FIFA or whatever in all these other places. Take them all out. Get the best players. Get the all-star teams from the best players. Put them in that league. Fuck the rest. FIFA's international, though. Fuck them all except for that one league. (laughs) Championship league. You can, they can be, you know what we'll do? We'll have them be single A, double A, triple A, and then the S-class league. That's it. We just witnessed someone pipe bomb a fucking bus because they didn't like the team. Now you're calling out an entire country yes. on their soccer league. Yes. Yes. You want to give your address where they, where they can send the hate mail and the Come package Come at me. To? Come at me. It don't even fucking matter. I will call your entire league, and we got to do this uh, by, by the numbers. Double A, single A, triple A, S class. Something's got to be the best. You can't have 50-11 bests. Making up bullshit. All right. But we appreciate you, Stu. Baseball's back. Yes. We're going to a baseball game tomorrow. Baseball. Uh, I don't watch much National League, but I, I will break that and go to a Giants game. Are you, you, I am trying to coach in the fall. Are they, are they interviewing you, or did you just get gifted this? I, I got to fill out the application, <laughs> but I think I'm going to do this coaching thing. Why not? I mean, I've watched enough Bad News Bears to oh know that it's possible. Goodness. You just have to have a beer in your hand and a cigar it's, or it's something, hilarious. right? Yes. Get Base, them kids to run. Baseball has started. Uh, I enjoy baseball. It's really grown on me the past couple of years because baseball used to be dead for me uh, after Griffey left uh, the Mariners and stuff. But, I mean, it's it's fun to watch. It's a real thinking person's game in terms of the strategy that goes on. Um, it's obviously not as action-packed uh, as football is, but um, there's still a lot of strategy and uh, it, that goes on every play and every pitch in terms of what's being thrown, when, where, how you're positioning your runners and your outfielders and everything. It's a really fun game, especially to go to. Um, I went to a game on uh, Tuesday. I went to a Giants game. It was fun to go to. Um, and we're going on Friday. It uh, should be a, a really good, fun time. Um, and it, it's just really great to, like, just take the whole atmosphere in. When the weather's nice, it's a, it's a real social atmosphere where when you're watching a football game, you're cheering, you're high-fiving people next to each other, but you're not really talking or having conversations because you're too busy watching what's going on in the field yep. and everything. You're, you're not worried about going to the bathroom and missing something. You can be like, okay, after this out, I'll go to the bathroom. You know what? I'll, t- I'll just take a walk around this park or whatever. I'll just walk around and, and take the whole stadium in where during a football game, you wouldn't do that because yep. you're going to miss a play. You're going to miss everything going on. So you want to get hurry up and rush and get back to your seat. Very different atmosphere. Um, I want baseball to be more fun and kind of flashy. And I, I think that that sometimes contradicts the spirit of this game in the major leagues or whatever. Here. Yeah, here. I was just going to yeah. make that point. I, You made the point in the, the whole world championship yeah, baseball, world baseball stuff. Class, yeah, yeah, where you have the Cubans flipping people off and <laughs> Mexicans Doing and Dominicans. Yeah. yeah, bring all that shit in. <laughs> I, I want all of that flash, you know, yeah. into the game. What was uh, uh, a Puig? Oh, yeah, Puig, yeah. Yeah, I need a, a, a team with a, <laughs> him on it in every goddamn team or whatever. I, I need the flash or whatever. It, it'd be fun. Um I don't like the unwritten rules, per se. Yeah. You know what I mean? Throw the goddamn ball at that player's head. You know what I mean? To me, the whole gentleman's code or whatever sometimes gets to me. Um, I think that you need kind of like the goons in it, you know? 
and and you do need an all out bench clearing brawl at least once a month in baseball. But uh, all that being said, I'm watching uh, the A's. Uh, I'll go take my kid to a, a Giants game, mm-hmm. I guess, um, and then we'll go to uh, some uh, uh, fireworks games for the A's, or yeah. whatever. It's too way too early to tell who's going to be good. The dust is still fucking yeah. settling. 162 long, games. Long season. I will say the Cubs have been on a, nothing but a per, victory lap oh my parade. God. It's so fucking annoying. It, they they did like the banner, the rings, the. The goat ceremony, literally different days of the week or whatever. Man, it's ridiculous. So it's like this. This is why I, I like teams to stay in their misery because they don't know how to fucking act. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean I remember the Red Sox fucking won for the first time. They didn't yep. know how to fucking act, and they were just like, "Oh, we parade this, this, whatever. We're gonna drape this big ass flag over the green wall and have." Have all our grades... Like, okay, we get it. Do it for a day, and then move on and be done with it. Yes. I don't know... Why do you need to have fucking the, cere- the opening day ceremony, raise the banner, and then day two will give pronounced... You had this whole entire off-season to hand out your goddamn ring. You should have done it on the first night. You should have beamed them off the jump for doing that dumb shit on night two. God damn. I will say this, too. Um, I don't care what the fuck happens in Major League Baseball... I want Boston and New York to be at least interestingly good mm-hmm. towards the end. I do like that stupid rivalry, yeah. even though I'm all the way West Coast. I like the whole back and forth between yeah. those two franchises. Boston's good. Yankees are eh, this year. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, more, way more baseball to watch. NHL is back on uh, with the playoffs, man. I watched a little bit. Yesterday and just had the TV on today. Uh, playoff hockey is sort of fun to watch because uh, it's it's way serious. Uh, the crowds are nuts. They're all in the same fucking color, same jersey, going apeshit bananas. Especially in these cities that don't really have any other sports. Yep. Like, I mean, obviously we live in Sharks uh, territory, but they're playing Edmonton. Yeah. Who ain't... I don't know shit about Edmonton. I have been there. I just know they got oil, I guess, because they're the fucking Oilers. It is a oil-rich... It's a lot like Texas in a lot of ways, yeah. and it's a a very cowboy Texas place in Canada, uh-huh. but that's cold as fuck and has a, one of the largest malls in the entire fucking world. Yeah, I uh, fucking know that. But, yeah, it... Anyway, it'll be a good matchup. I'm going for the Sharks, even though I know they will not win the. We comp. know how this story ends. With yeah, the Sharks. it's not. Every it's not happening. Year. I was surprised they even got to the finals last year. I yeah, like, but we still know how this is going to end. Yes, they yeah. they ain't shit. <laughs> um, they they have the best trophy in all of sports. I will always say that about Lord Stanley, and uh, I think I picked in a pool the Montreal Canadiens to win. So okay. they're down. They're down. Yeah, <laughs> they're down <laughs> one already. But they're going to come back. And I do love the whole playoff beard stuff uh, and the intensity with that. That's just fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Holy shit. Did we, did we miss anything, goddammit? No, nah, I think we sort of covered it all. Crying Jordan of the week is City of Oakland, I guess. Oh, yeah. My, my <laughs> fan base. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to give it to Daria. Oh, jeez. Shout out to Daria. God damn. Said, Daria and uh, Joseph. Oh, yeah, man. People... I tried to tell them the news is coming. They didn't want to hear. Hey, man. That's I, was, a- I was on that horse saying the red coats are coming. Red coats you, are coming. You, you cherished this information <laughs> with I, no skin in the game. I told people and they would not listen. God damn it. I just don't want to pay attention. God a special it. shout out. 365 days ago, greatest player of all time retired in the most baller ass motherfucking fashion. In the dropping, regular season? Dropping 60. 
in the regular season. It's fine. He knew it was his last day. Everybody knew it was his last day. It wasn't like, like with Elway where he played and, you know, I think I'm going to retire after that. Mm. Kobe called his shot. <laughs> Jesus it, Christ. Put the Warriors on the back page. Oh, after winning 73 games, everyone winning Warriors could do break history. 73 games ain't nothing we ever seen before. And Kobe snatched that motherfucking spotlight and said, this is my night. I will take it. I will eliminate the Jazz. I will score 60. And I will hit the game-winning shot and bring my team back to win. Jazz weren't making the playoffs either. They were a game. I double-checked it. The Jazz were... They lost. They missed out on the playoffs by a game because they lost. No, not because they lost. During that game, they had already lost out because someone else won. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Same night. Reinventing history on this cast. <laughs> Jordan Jordan didn't do it. Jordan where, didn't have that. Where should we send our hate mail on Twitter? Uh, we send it to Hey It's Stitch, H-E-Y-I-T-S-S-T-I-T-C-H. And I'm at Cthulhu's Prodigy, C-T-H-U-L-H-U-S-P-R-O-D-I-G-Y on Twitter. Holla at your boy. Thank you very much. Uh, let's get back in here next week and uh, see how the first round goes, especially for the NBA. Mamba out. Peace. Yet many questions remain unanswered.